Welcome to the Beauties Podcast, where we talk about everything you need to know about women's sports. From the grassroots to the pros, we got it all. Today on the show, we have Liz Knox inside the PWHPA Ottawa Showcase and the momentum of women fighting for what they deserve. Here are your hosts, Addie and Cowie. Episode 14 at the Beauty Sports Desk. This is a big one for us today. We've got our very first interview, which is super exciting. Lots of amazing things we're going to touch on today. But first and foremost, Cowie, how many kilometers did you put on your truck this week, buddy? Yeah, that's always a good question for me. It's been less so in COVID, but this week I think it was like 1,400K or something like that. And it was an awesome week. I <laughs> uh, I got to celebrate lots of family things, birthdays and things like that. But I know it's always funny when you shoot me a text and... Yeah, I'm always sitting there being like, I don't know if you'd remember this person or the show, but it's where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like that's where yeah. in the world is Alicia Cowison because you'll be like, hey, just skip into Sask- Saskatoon, buddy. Just hang on. Or <laughs> I'm in Lethbridge. Uh, I'll call you back in a little bit. So yeah. never know where you are, but always appreciate sitting down with you here every week and you making the time for it. I know. That's exactly it's, you know, as wherever I end up for work. Um Sundays, man, to be grounded with you here is still one of my favorite parts of the week. And for those of you, if this is your first episode, thanks for joining us here at Beauty Sports. If this is your 14th episode, thank you for coming back. Um, One of the biggest things that helps us every week is uh, all the, you know, likes, rates, reviews shared in a room of opportunity. We've said it before. So uh, we appreciate you joining us. Yeah, absolutely. So this week we've you know, we're lucky enough. We were able to sit down with Liz Knox, who's at the PWHPA event right now in Ottawa, which has just been like unreal. Wasn't unreal. it? Yeah. Fun to watch and easy to watch, eh? Yeah. And the first time they've been in Ottawa. Yeah. So I love when I see that expanding into new markets, expanding into different, um, you know, being able to showcase well, exactly what they're trying to yeah. into different people. We have some buddies that moved to Ottawa that were there. So yeah. yeah, very cool event for them. Very cool to see them in Ottawa. I know. I wish I wish we could have just hopped a bird yeah. to Ottawa. I would love to watch in person, but I do enjoy the PWHPA's website had a link that you could click to that would jump you straight to the stream that was on CBC Gem. So uh, yeah, had hands hands up to them on being super accessible. I loved it. Yeah. No, they did a great Great job. A little bit of shifting around for their lineup because they, uh, uh, Scotiabank region mm-hmm. for Calgary, they distributed players within the teams, which was really cool because the Olympic players obviously needed a well-deserved break. Yep. No so kidding. like the hockey is so high quality. It has been absolutely amazing to see that whole thing. So heading into the championship today, we, before she gets into it, we were able to sit down with Liz Knox to talk about you know, a bunch of different things. Yeah, you know, it was an opportunity for us and I appreciate her so much for being the first interview that we had. We were pretty confident that it was, uh, we knew what we were doing, but we've also come here and thought we recorded a whole episode and then left with nothing. So <laughs> there, <laughs> it was, uh, she was a great first guest for us. You know, it's one of those things, I've, we've said it before, hockey is a small, small world and I've never met her in person um, but it not, it doesn't feel that way. You know, we've messaged back and forth and on Instagram, she joins us today and it sounds like we've known each other for 15 years. Like it was. Yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, that was one of the coolest things that she mentioned about, cause we wanted to talk about, you know, what is it like at one of these events? Yeah. And she just says, love, man. Yeah. It's love. Catching up with your buddies. Yeah. Like I, I can only imagine. Yeah. So, 
Um, I think we're going to jump right into it. Yeah, absolutely. We hope you guys uh, enjoy our time with Liz Knox. All right. So this is going to be such an unbelievable episode. We've got an interview with the one and only Liz Knox coming to us from Ottawa with the PWHPA. So before we get into it, the best part about it is always doing the highlights of your interviewees because that always makes everybody super comfortable because <laughs> Liz Knox has a resume like no other. Laurier alumni, 2010 CIS MVP, CWHL member with the Markham Thunder, PWHPA member, board member, commentator, and not <laughs> only that, firefighter and a wife and somebody who I have had the absolute pleasure of being able to share the ice with. Liz Knox, welcome to the Beauty Sports Desk. How is Ottawa treating you? Wow, what an intro. Yeah, it's it's been awesome out here, honestly. The the hospitality's been great. And yeah, we're one day in and here we are on championship day. So we're pretty pumped. And you know what? When watching the games yesterday, the fans were awesome. Yes. I was really impressed with the turnout, honestly. Uh I think they were a little shy. Like it's it's hard when we're doing these showcases because they have favorite players on both teams and um they kind of just cheer for everyone, which is kind of a cool uh cool setting to be in, but uh, great turnout. And I'd expect to see, you know, hopefully a little bit more today as well. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting because you're right in these showcases, you get players from both sides where you're like, okay, well, I love her and she's unreal and everybody on the ice is phenomenal. So you're just out there supporting the love of hockey, which is great. But for the listeners that may not understand the PWHPA and and what the long-term goal is, would you be able to just give like a the noxy snippet of what uh, what the goal is for the PWHPA. Yeah, I'll try to kind of summarize it. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. So the PWHPA is an association of players that we basically formed when the CWHL folded. Um, and originally our, you know, our initial concept was basically just we need to get all these players on the same page and kind of change the trajectory of what we've seen in women's hockey. <clears throat> sorry um and so it started out very you know unclear very just what are we going to do we you know it was literally just players we had no support staff around us we were just like we knew we had to do something so slowly we started to build out our team with um uh, Ballard Spar, who's our law team Billy Jean King Enterprise came on as advisors to kind of help you know direct us and guide us and then of course we hired Jana as our operations manager And then we started to build out like our sponsorship team and it just kind of kept growing and growing. And these are all just networks that, you know, us as players have been in. And so when we finally kind of put it all together, um, you know, our overall goal is to create a sustainable, viable future for women's hockey. And when we say sustainable, it's not just, you know, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, like, the thing that's been missing in, in women's hockey and, you know, sometimes in women's sports is just the business model that, you know, these investors can come to, see their money grow, um, see the long-term, you know, viability for them, and also obviously create opportunity for, for women to stay in the game. So it's been a long three years, I'll be honest with you. Um, it hasn't been easy, but uh, I do feel like we're closer than ever to achieving our goals. I love that. I think that sums it up really well. And that's one thing that, you know, Addie and I talk about on a weekly basis is <clears throat> having a place to dream, right? And I know we've we've sat here in our chairs and 
talked about how connected women's hockey is. And I mean, you and I have never met in person, but we got connected through, <laughs> through this sport and it kind of just feels like you naturally know each other, even though you yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think for, for our listeners, just to hear that inside track of what you guys are working so hard for. And I, I mean, Addie and I from our chairs want to say thank you because we coach, uh, you know, a, a spring hockey team of, of U13 girls who are excited to be the next next Liz Knox or the next MPP or whatever. And so for all the hard work you guys put in, um, you know, sitting here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, a, a lot of appreciation for you and, and the rest of the, the team that's working so hard. Well, you know, the love is felt all around, honestly, because that is what, exactly why we did this. And, you know, we, when we named our tour, the secret dream gap tour, um, obviously secret came on as a sponsor in our second season, but that's the whole point is like there's this gap in what little girls have to dream to be. And we're lucky now that, you know, they can see Mary Fee on TV and they can see these girls at the Olympics. Um, obviously a thing that, you know, the three of us also had growing up, but outside of that, we need them to be able to see themselves in more, you know, more role models on TV on a more regular basis. Yeah. And uh, I think at the core of it, you know, that's something that's really kept our group united and again, that's not to slight any any other league or anybody else. I mean, I think everybody, you know, women's hockey is working extremely hard. I think we all want this game to move forward. And, you know, this is just our approach. Absolutely. But I think that's, yeah, I, we couldn't agree more. I, f- I feel like we've said that a few times. We're trying to do what little we can do from from our chairs here to, to make some noise and, and bring light to it too. So um, exactly. I think, you know, lightening it up a little bit. We, we do, obviously we saw you, I saw you on IG doing your little handshake with Erica Howe. Um, <laughs> just for, for the listeners here, A, how dusty were your pads? Did you remember how to put your stuff on? And are we going to see you again, uh, at the upcoming Washington showcase? You know what? I was lucky. I got the pads on the right side. Uh, when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to have the piping on the outside be a different color. So you would know that it always goes on the outside, but in the all black setup, I mean, it can get real confusing, that's, you know? That's tough. No one else. So, uh, yeah, no, they were pretty dusty. I'm not going to lie. I've been playing, uh, you know, some beer league firefighter hockey on Thursday mornings with the boys, uh, you know, just the last six months. So that's been a, a good ease and ease back into the game after almost three years. But, uh, Oh, it was really nice to be out on the ice, honestly. And uh, Carolyn Prevo came up to me in warm up, and she said, "Do you miss it?" And I said, "Honestly, I didn't miss it until this very moment. Like yeah. right. that feeling when you're out on the ice with your team, and you know everyone's going, and the tunes are there, and it, you know you can just feel the vibe." I was just like, "Man, I forgot what that felt like." And uh, yeah, spoiler yeah. alert: you will still be out in Washington, so oh, I'm, I'm pumped baby. about that. Awesome! Got a spoiler I just, alert. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great. Honestly, it's a great team. It's, uh, and it's one thing that like when you play, like as soon as you say, I didn't miss it until this exact moment, every hockey player gets, knows exactly what you're talking about. As soon as you're around the, the players that you played with, you, you get the eye of the tiger going in the (laughs) pregame warm up. It's, it's nothing like it. So could you, um, Maybe just dive into a little bit of what the behind the scenes looks like from a player perspective for one of these showcases. Like, you know, it's, we recognize that these are women that are, you know, taking time away from their spouses, their kids and stuff like that. So what does a, what does a player perspective look like at one of these showcases? Honestly, it's, it's been really unique. And, and the one thing before I give you like a snippet of what it looks like, like the sacrifice that these players have made, um, you know, in terms of, 
what they're giving up at home or at work um, or even, you know, jumping ship and going to a different league. Like, it's no secret in this circle of, of players that this is not where we want it to be, but it's put on by literally a handful of extremely hardworking people and our volunteers and uh, the people that we have on our events, coordinating side, marketing. It's, it's all the same, you know, core group of people. So the fact that, like, now that I've been on the other side of it, the fact that we can pull these things together to me is just like, they're the ones making the biggest sacrifices, right? Like, it's like these are, you know, women with full-time jobs that are still devoting like 40 hours a week to, to putting these showcases on. So we're extremely grateful for them, but it's a really fun vibe, honestly, because like we said at the beginning of the show, like you show up to the rink, we know all the players on all the teams, you know, we've played with everybody. So yesterday, for instance, like you're down in the locker room getting ready and, Montreal was coming in, um, getting ready for their game. We're in between periods. And, of course, I saw Cax. So I was like, well, I got to get out of the room and go yeah. say hi to the girls. <laughs> yeah, and for sure. So we're all in the room and we're throwing out hugs and high fives. And, like, it's just great to see these girls. Like, And I think in those moments, like, you kind of really realize how big this family is. And, yeah, of course, we get on the ice and it's highly competitive because every game matters. Every game is a chance for you to go on to the gold, like the, the championship game which is the only chance you have to take home some money. So right. it's created a really competitive environment. But once you step off the ice, like it's it's so fun. It's so fun to be around, you know, these elite level hockey players who are, you know, on the same path with the same mentality as the rest of us, which is just like, you know, we're slugging out these few years and you know, we're getting closer every day. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I well you plugged CAX there, Addie and I were talking about it. It's an Oxy and CAX show finals. So yeah, that's pretty exciting. <laughs> that's it. Uh, you know, if if uh, if I thought I was going to get the nod to start, I'd say we could get a tilt going or something. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think right that's in on. the cards for me. <laughs> yeah, right on. We do want to. I know we uh, we don't want to steal too much of your time, but we do want to give you an opportunity. You know, I've talked about it on the show before. Addie and I have talked about it. I drove from Brandon to Winnipeg yesterday and was listening to the Noxie and Cac show, uh, the most recent episode with Cassie Campbell Pascal which I'm a big fan of yours, both of you and, and everything that you're doing. So I wanted to give you a chance to, you know, talk about a, how that kind of came to be, um, you know, and I, I think the message is obvious that you're just trying to bring these players um, to a new level of understanding for the fans. But can you talk to us, you know, how did that get rolling and uh, what can we expect in the future? We saw that it was 10 weeks and I was choked about that, bud. Yeah. So the opportunity kind of came like out of the blue. Um, I had been on C Van Dangle podcast a couple of times, uh, especially when the CWHL folded. And I know Steve and Adam Wilde and, you know, kind of knew Jesse Blake or the three guys on their show. And um, yeah, Adam called me out of the blue. He was like, Hey, I want to do a women's hockey podcast. I was like, yeah, that's sick, man. Like you want me to come on and talk? And he's like, no, no, I want you to host it. <laughs> I was like, Adam, like, I don't even listen to podcasts. Like, I, I you know, like, what, I, what are you getting me into? He's like, no, it's fine. He's like, just be yourself, have some great guests on, talk about hockey, talk about whatever you want. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I could do that. Like, so yeah, he's like, you need to think of a, a co-host. And I was like, instantly, I knew I wanted to have Caps on. Like, I had a couple other people in mind. Um, obviously, Ailish Borfar, she's already kind of in the sports media right, scene. Right, yep. Um, and obviously, you know, I have some close friends like Erica Howe that I was, yeah, I just knew I would have a good time with, but, um, it was really important to me, for me, honestly, to, you know, fairly represent our French population. I mean, their fan base is so tight 
And Cats and I go back to, you know, CWHL Players Association days. And, and she's just a girl that, like, every time I see her, you know, typically it's at a bar. But every time I see her, <laughs> we just, you know, we just get along so well. And it's lighthearted. It's fun. And she's got an incredible perspective for the game, you know, working for Sport Logic. So, yeah, I, I actually ran into her at Kingston at the Rivalry Series game. And I said, Cats, I've got a crazy idea for you. I might be starting a podcast. You want to be my co-host? She's like, yeah, no, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, this is like, this is a sober conversation. Yeah. Now. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, we're really doing this. She's like, no, yeah, let's do it. So it's so fun. And uh, that's pretty much what the show is. I mean, you know, we're very fortunate to kind of know our guests and already have a certain level of trust. And as you guys know, I mean, that's just like this me coming on here. Like you just, you're talking to your pals. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you give them the opportunity to tell stories that they want to tell. Um and of course, you know, it's just about telling their story. And I think that's one thing in women's hockey that we need more of because it's great to see, you know, the snippets of these elite athletes, but who are they away from the rink? You know, you see in the gold medal game, like the, the, the easiest story, obviously, is Mary Philippe Lynch. She scores the biggest goals in women's hockey history. What is she like away from the rink? And, um, you know, she's definitely on our on our radar for to have a guest on, but she's exactly as she seems. She's humble, you know, she's adorable, she's kind. And uh, we just want to try to give, you know, our fans, our already women's hockey fans, and then expand, saying, hey, these are, these are some of the people that, you know, represent us. And they're incredible, they're funny. They've, you know, a lot of them have full-time careers outside of hockey. And it's just a good time. Yeah, oh yes. It is, podcasting is such a good time. Yeah. But, and we've talked about that a lot too, throughout our podcast is people people resonate with the athletes. So like you guys are playing in Steve Eiserman Arena. He's my favorite player growing up. I was like, you you have these because when you get to know them, you feel more connected to them and then you feel more connected to the things that they're a part of in their community. So yeah. I think it's brilliant. I think it's amazing. Has there been any major takeaways or stories that have come up that have kind of surprised you guys or any? Uh, I mean... The Alexis Biller, like when she just like casually told us that she biked across the states. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I was that was like, wild. Like, and you guys know this. Like, you go into so we give our our um, guests like kind of a rundown. Hey, this is what we're gonna you know try to talk about, and then anything else you want to you know any direction you want to go, we'll just go with you. And so like it's it's funny because it's an art to like really figure out what things are like okay, that was just a comment or like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on. <laughs> Let's dive in. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can't just let that slide. Like that's a regular thing that ordinary people do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's honestly, it's fun. It, it is a little, like you guys, I'm sure understand, but it's like a little bit of pressure because you feel, you feel like you're trying to get the answers that, you know, your average listener would want and, and take the pod in the direction that the average person would want to go. So um, yeah, there's definitely been some great stories, and um, I, I just like when the players. Honestly, there's, I would say like midway through, you can see the players just relax, and yeah. then, you know, the f bombs start coming out when they're talking <laughs> yeah. about their teammates, and yeah. I just love that. Like, I just love to get like a real, 
a real feeling from them of, of authentically who they are. Absolutely. Well, Addie and I have a segment that we do where we're going to continue to do more of. We did one when we wanted to have beers together one night. Yeah. It was it was right before New Year's. <laughs> and so we call it Beers with Beauties. And so if we get an opportunity again, we'd love to have you and Cax on the show where we can oh, get some video roll right and get some alley. brews. Yeah. And we can <laughs> chat for an hour versus uh, stealing 15 minutes of your time here today. But um, appreciate you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy and, uh, you know, you're, you're in Ottawa at the PWHBA showcase. So a good luck today. We'll be watching, uh, from our couches here in Winnipeg, but want to give you one final opportunity, Noxie, where do people find you, uh, either on social or your pod? Yeah, you can easily follow me at Twitter, uh, at Noxie27, I believe. I'll be honest. I came back to Twitter after three years of a hiatus, so uh, I try to stay active on there, but uh, the pod's on Apple, iTunes, and uh, yeah, you get, and Spotify. And um, yeah, I mean, social media is great, uh, but hopefully, you know, we get to see you guys out at some games and uh, certainly down the road as well. Right on. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Noxie, for your time. We appreciate it and good luck today. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Okay. Cheers, bud. Bye. So now as we move out of the interview with Noxie, you know, that takes us through, you know, we had a really good conversation about a lot of things um, afterwards that she talked about. But really, at the end of the day, the thing that was so cool to hear is just the amount of love, passion, drive, camaraderie, and truly community creates change. And that's what they're building there. Yeah. And, you know, the PWHBA Professional Women's Hockey Players Association. It is a collective. When the CWHL folded, it was a collective of them. As you said, it's a community of them driving change. They're they're making a conscious effort to do it their way. And and she said it, you know, they're they're closer than ever to what they feel will be a sustainable long-term league. Yeah. And how like how encouraging, first and foremost, like to be to be a part of something like that and to see it continuously grow. I don't know if there's a better feeling when it's your passion, when it's your love, when it, you grew up and see the see the change and it's happening right in front of your eyes. Yeah, is there a better feeling? Well, she's got her mitts all over it, and she speaks so eloquently to it. And I think you don't invest that time, energy into it if it doesn't bring you some level of gratification for sure but i'm sure man they i guarantee you there's been a lot of hard slug days for those ladies oh for sure well even if we're talking that think of think of a six-year court battle for equality right u.s women's national team um if you anyone listening gets an opportunity there's a, a movie called lfg you can figure out what that stands for <laughs> <laughs> it's worth your time and it it does dive into deeper um their court battles and their communications back and forth with their lawyers and their teammates as they collectively as a community fought for change and this week got some really freaking awesome news um that they've won their first battle in that lawsuit in a 24 million dollar settlement and i also loved that the first thing on their minds was FIFA's next. Yeah. We're not done fighting. We're not done. We're not done here. Because if you try to put into context six years 
Like my son is three and a half and I can't even imagine my life before him. Yeah. You know, six years. For sure. For, for, for equality. Well, like and six seems, years of this, right? Oh heartbreak, hope, heartbreak, hope, heartbreak, hope. Like, oh. Yeah, no, there's, and and to be, and that's what I was going back to say with before, to be a part of that movement. You're going to mm. be able to look back in the rest of your life yeah, and say, I didn't give in. Yeah, I knew what I was worth. I knew what we as a community were worth, and we knew what we could change. And look at what they've done. Yeah. Look at what they've done. It is absolutely incredible. And we're seeing this across the board, essentially. Well, that's exactly right. We are seeing it across a multitude of lanes of women's sports. Liz Cambage is another prime example that has stood up and said, this is supposed to be the best league in the world. And I don't feel like I am treated as treated such. like I am. Yeah. No, she's telling the, her personal stories of she's obviously uh, significantly taller than you and I. Yeah. <laughs> For one. <laughs> no questions and, there. Yeah. And the fact that she has to pay for the upgrade of her flight personally because she actually doesn't fit in the economy regular seats on an airplane. Yeah. And it just, it, it, like my head always goes a thousand different directions when we talk about a conversation like this, because I always think, how did we get so far off? But then how do we still at the same time, remember how far we've come? Right? Like, because when you're talking about, like, even with the USA women's, they were talking about things like they should also be chartered flights. Like, how is that In even? In what world is it not? How, yeah. how is that even a question yeah. if they should be chartered flights or not? And it's almost as though why, and we can, I know everybody's going to say money. They're going to say this. That has been proven that women's sports brings in money. That's not a new, that, all of a sudden, whatever thing. You know, it's, yeah, that narrative needs to die. And the keyboard warriors, I'm sure, sorry, man, but that also needs to go away. Yeah. We talked oh, yeah. about it last episode. 3.54 million people in the U.S. watched that on NBC, watch that Canada and U.S. gold game at 11 p.m. Eastern people. <laughs> it's not like they watched it at 7 o'clock at night with their buds. Yeah. They had to make a conscious choice. We've seen U.S. women's national team uh, or soccer teams break records, fill stadiums. It is proven that there are fans of women's sports. This, I'm sorry, this bullshit narrative that it's no one's going to watch it needs to go away. Yeah. Because even when you're talking about the women selling out stadiums, what was it? 70,000 fans for Manchester this, this year, it was like, not like last month or something. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that last year, the, um, women's, uh, WNBA final Mm -hmm. highest rate sold out every game. It was insane. Yeah. Highest rate of viewership. Sorry. And then the Commissioner Cup on top of it. Like, well, there's all sorts of NCAA dude, basketball. There's We can go down the list. There dude, are tennis, examples. Golf, yes. Solheim Cup. Like, yeah. what are we talking about anymore? What yeah. are we even talking about? So that narrative change, people, people that are saying, and this is going to be blunt, people that are saying that nobody watches women's sports are just not right. It's just, it's over. And they're not informed. And they're They're not not informed. informed. And they're not trying to be informed. 
it just sucks that the, like, and it is what it is. People are always going to say what they're going to say, but it's, it's over. The it is over. And I think you and I like oh, every Sunday and you have like, we do a lot of talking and work throughout the week. There's a lot of time we invest into this and every Sunday without fail, you showed up at my door today at 6 a.m. Because that's what time worked for Noxie before she has to leave uh, for the bus, with the bus to, to get to the game. Yeah. To me, what I want to take away from this is that when we looked around the news today, wherever I was in the world, <laughs> when you text me, when it was the U.S. Women's National Team winning that lawsuit, when it was Liz Cambage stepping up and saying this, when we interview Noxie and she's saying, yeah, we're getting closer than ever, but she talked about the collective of volunteers that are helping drive this thing for uh, this, every listener here today, I think it's it, what we need to take away is that we're standing up for it, man. Yeah, we're that, with it. Yeah, we're it, it, lots of points in history. Uh, women, we sat, stat, sat and, you know, crossed our legs and sat quietly in the corner and not anymore. No, no, it's, it's, we're not visitors anymore. Nope. Yeah. You know, we've got an identity in sport. We've got our fingerprints all over it. Yep. It is, it is a culture and it is a machine now of its own. And it's, man, is it exciting? Well, and the domino it's effect of agreed. women empowering women and, and doing that without knowing you're doing it right. Seeing for us talking to Noxie and hearing what they're working on in the PWA, PWHPA rather lights a fire in my belly. Yeah. Reading about Liz Cambage lights a fire in my belly. You take something away from it because you see people like you that you can identify with going to battle. You see people that we grew up playing with or against or whatever who know their worth and are fighting for it. And I think if that's not inspiring to you, I don't know what is. Yeah. So I think if there's like there was, you know, so much of what we took out of today's episode, but the the momentum, the push forward the people, the women, female athletes that are stepping up and saying something mm -hmm. is encouraging and needs to be embraced more and needs to be talked about more because it is huge. And you could even go back to, because she's my idol, Billie Jean King. Yeah. What a legend. Yeah. And she's just been pushing yep. and pushing. Yeah. And we need to put... Well, she is. She's on everybody's shoulders because yeah. <laughs> we're. She's just. She's an incredible human being, and yep. it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. Yeah, and I think um, you know we. There is uh, so much momentum behind it that I I do want to challenge everyone listening today to think about your own lives a little bit because I think that there's messages that we can all take away. We've talked about it a lot. Um, and if, if nothing else in listening to today's episode, I hope you take away two things that the PWHPA is doing all the right things. Number one, number two, I want you to be retrospective of your own life and how you talk to your friends, your daughters, your wives, your, everyone around you and the verbiage you use, because it's taken a lot of pain for women to start to stand up for themselves. And if you think that there's not something that we can all individually do in our personal lives that help 
to shift the systemic change that's required for the next generation of keyboard warriors to not exist and to empower. Yeah. Um, so I would challenge everyone listening to do that, to think about the way you speak to everyone around you, but to hold yourself at a standard that and and keep holding people around you accountable to the words they use. We talked about this, that the impact of the statement of she shoots like a boy needs to go away. Gone. Yep. Can't can't happen anymore. Can't happen yep. anymore. And we've talked a bunch about this. Is it is not men versus women. It is no. men and women. There yeah. is it's the and. It's not, oh, she's better because of she's yeah. playing here. She is better because she's damn good at it. Yeah. And that's it. That's yeah. it. It has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah. So I agree with you. I agree with you. And I, yeah, I think I, well, you and I both, we surround ourselves with people that help prop us up, right? That's the point. When, in high school, you, well, in my town I went to, you didn't have a lot of choice because there's not a lot of people there. Um, as an adult, I get to choose where I invest my energy. And man, when I look around, I got a lot of women in my life that are exactly what I hope every little girl sees in this world. Yeah. They believe in themselves. They know their worth. They stand up for each other. They, there's no, it's not, she said, he said, she said, she said, doesn't matter. It's right or wrong. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And it's, it's such a huge topic, but in the same token, it's so simple. Yeah. I say it lots. I've got a shirt that says it be a good human. Just (laughs) no, for sure. For sure. You know, you know, you see, you see these, uh, like at all different events across all different because we we cover all sports right so yeah. it's like at every event you see the little five six seven year old girl that says you allow me to dream like thanks for let like yep. you're my hero you're my idol this is that needs to be like propped up like crazy that's where you got them mm-hmm. and then we just have to keep with it as they grow up throughout the years of like still your idol still like you know like that conversation and that narrative has to stay consistent and what a responsibility and i hope everyone feels that there is a little responsibility totally what a responsibility to yeah like man yeah growing up and and because i always like i feel like i was very fortunate throughout my hockey career and my in my playing career and stuff like that and but i can honestly say there has never been a better time to be a female athlete than right now couldn't agree with that more. There's never been a better yep. time to be a female athlete yeah. than right now. And so that's where I, I agree with you in the sense of to do a little check on the way that you you talk about women's sports because it can it can spiral sometimes. And it's like, oh, we can we can talk about X here and what's going on there. But at the end of the day, like women's sports is is its own identity yep. and it's its own community yeah and it's a strong one yeah (laughs) it's not going anywhere no it is most certainly not so um we we took today in a completely different direction we when we originally thought but it's because closed laptops yeah because we felt that it was time to have this conversation with all the amazing things that have been happening with women's soccer basketball um, PWHPA, PHF, all these um, golf, tennis, like we yeah. could go on for yeah. ever. Like yeah. even just, and I was telling you, I was watching the um, 
South Carolina, Texas yeah, A&M right. game over the weekend. And like 14,000 people average yeah. at South Carolina games. You can barely get seats. 14,000 season ticket holders. Like you can't even get seats. And, you know, the narratives are there. They're, it's. Um, Did you see even when Paige Beckers entered the game? Oh, and the entirety of the stadium stood up with their phones. That's exactly what I was just going to say. With their phones because they knew it was the a moment. moment. Yep. They knew it was a moment. Yeah, exactly. And you know who was cool as a cucumber? Paige, Paige Beckers. Maybe she <laughs> just know. was like, let's go, girls. Yeah, let's go. She was a freaking rock star in that. Yeah. You she know? just got up chill as chill could be. And uh, what a moment. Thing. What a comeback also. I you mean, know? nice to have her back right at a perfect time. <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that. I don't no. think Gino's too mad about that one. <laughs> no. So exactly. Yeah, but um, appreciate everybody today. Appreciate um, the PWHPA, Liz Knox, all everybody that does what they do there. Um, we're fans. We are going to support you in every single way that we possibly can. Um, and just a lot of love heading that way because we know that it's filled with it. Yeah, I a hundred percent ads. I think you know Noxie probably takes it as uh, oh yeah, you're no no problem helping you out. But that was huge, and you and I left that interview with her at an all time high. In that, you know, the future is bright, and we're super super excited about it. And she helped uh, us build that, so it was a fun day. Very very good day. So. Um... Yeah, like I, before we get into final words, I just want to say thank you to everybody once again for mm-hmm. tuning in. Um, Tuesday, this is released. We, you know, we're on TikTok, Instagram, the whole deal. So, Cowie, final words. <laughs> Another fun episode, buddy. One of the most fun that we've had because we got to do something unique, and I'm looking forward to the future of doing more interviews. But again, once what we said to everyone else if it's your first time here thanks for being here if you come back every week we can't say how much we appreciate you ads i cannot wait to hang out with you next sunday awesome thanks so much everybody we'll see you next week